New York City has long been a backdrop for television shows and movies, making it an ideal place for someone like Georgette Blau. She's the founder of On Location Tours, an award-winning TV and movie tour company. But one scene Georgette never expected to find herself in is the owner of a tour company in the midst of a pandemic. I'm George Boldarki, and this is Cityscape. On today's show, Georgette shares how she's rewriting the script for her company, including creating a Friends virtual tour to coincide with the 25th anniversary of the classic TV comedy. Georgette, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Well, thank you for having me. So I can't imagine this is an easy time to be at the helm of a TV and movie tour company. Oh, absolutely not. Well, first of all, of course, tourism in New York has just been devastated and it's pretty much gone for now. I mean, tourism globally and my company did start around the time of 9-11. So we've kind of been in a time where there isn't tourism that was not global and that bounced back after a few months. But also on our other side, we have the entertainment side of things. So TV uh, shows, movies, you know, new ones not filming that has not helped at all as well. When did you have to pull the plug on your in-person tours? Our last tour was uh, March 18th. Wow. That's a long time ago now. Yes. Yes. Four months. Yeah, a little over four months ago. So how many people did you have employed then and how many people do you have employed now? I had um, seven of us full time. And then I had, uh, depending on the season, but throughout the year, generally approximately 32 tour guides. Uh, who worked part-time. They're all local actors and actresses. Um, currently, of course, the tour guides are not employed uh, doing tours. And uh, later in the interview, I can fill you in on some of the ways we've been able to give them side employment. And as far as full-time employees, uh, I was actually able to keep um, two of my employees part-time, and then we kept our uh, bookkeeper. So what was going through your mind when this was all coming down, when your entire business really came crashing down? Oh, yes. Well, it's um, it, I was actually in Denmark at a trade show. Um, and even then, you know, that, that was March 4th. And I happened to be from New Rochelle. So I was from that area that was sort of first to start in the country. And uh, that's exactly my neighborhood. So I came back to that. The schools were closed already. Um, and I just came back from this trade show in Denmark, uh, and that was the first thing. And then it came sort of into New York City within a week, um, and everything started shutting down. And I remember on March 12th, I was in a room with a number of other tours and attractions in New York City. We just said, what are we all going to do? Are we just going to stop? Uh, and places like Ripley's, believe it or not, said, yeah, well, you know, we'll stop for a couple weeks. Hopefully we'll be open by the end of March. Well, you know, one thing turned into another, and of course, then all of a sudden we were out of uh, out of business for four months. Have you been able to return to any in-person tours now, now that we're in another phase of this pandemic? We, interestingly enough, uh, because we're considered phase four, we have not been able to yet. But on top of that, we really want to see how New York does. Um, I know that NYC and company is actively trying to... Uh, put marketing out there to attract locals um, and domestic tourists, but mainly locals. So we're hoping that that helps. And we are in constant communication with other attractions and tourists to see how, you know, they're starting and when they're starting and how they're going to be doing. I do know that boat companies, interesting enough, started up on June 20th. And uh, the ones I've been in contact with are actually doing pretty okay. 
when you are able to go back to in-person tours, do you think that you will be relying on locals for a while to come because international, even domestic travel to New York City may be slow for a while? Yes, we will be relying on uh, local tours and also because we feel that we can constantly kind of be in touch with the locals, which is nice. And we are not uh, history tours, so that definitely helps us. There is that interest in uh, TV and movie tours, even if you're a New Yorker. So that's that's helpful to us. So let's talk about how you have been pivoting in the midst of the pandemic. What have you been doing to keep active? Yes. Well, on a, I'm not going to get into my personal level, but at home I've been, uh, I was joking, I've been hired as a, a nanny, a housekeeper, a camp counselor, a teacher, what else? So I haven't even had a lot of time to work, which is maybe a good thing. But I've been really hopeful. And because of 9-11, I do know that even if it takes a year or two, tourism does come back. It always returns, especially to a place like New York City. Um, during the last few months, I've actually launched a couple of different things. Uh, one of them was the Comedy Brief, uh, which is a really exciting online comedy platform. It's one of a kind. It's literally just in a one minute uh, segment sort of for comedians and it's current events and comedy combined. So that started as an inspiration um, because my tour guides were out of work and I wanted to keep their creative juices flowing. So we were paying them a small submission fee whenever they sent us something that we accepted for the platform. And um, we normally have um, daily submissions, which is great. Um, daily things that we put on YouTube. So that's been great and a lot of funny things. And we've had comedians from around the country submitting. And uh, the second thing, uh, very, very exciting. Uh, this week, we're actually launching our Friends Tour. Um, actually, I should say we're launching our Virtual Friends Tour. So we're going into the virtual realm. And I have to say this pandemic has been a blessing in disguise because I never would have launched a virtual tour. We actually had the Friends Tour as a private tour that we launched about uh, six or eight months ago. And uh, the price was really high for private tours. We were getting, you know, some groups interested, but it was it was a little bit of a hard sell. Um, and, you know, we we're getting some groups, but virtually it's great because all of those people who, regardless of the pandemic, cannot afford to come to New York. This is their chance. And uh, it's great. It's actually a friend's tour that was pre-taped with a lot of fun things. And we have our tour guide who's been with us for almost 20 years, who's a big Friends fan. So she narrated it. And then we have it coming with a box of all kinds of fun Friends things that have to do with the locations. For example, Central Park Mug. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Central Park Mug, uh, Central Park Coffee Beans, uh, Chopsticks. Uh, if you're familiar with the show, you know the Chopsticks or Topoka, the ugly naked guy who's living across from the Friends building. So it's a whole friend's journey through New York. And the ticket also comes with a free friend's uh, virtual trivia night. Why did you decide on friends for this virtual tour? Well, it's interesting is last year, I realized that friends has um, 19 locations in New York. And we really never realized that we have on our movie tour, we cover about three or four of them, but that's really all that's on our route. So it's great. This um, allowed us to really delve into all of the Friends locations and for the real Friends fans. And because um, we didn't want to kind of compete with our own products, like with our movie tour, we decided that it was kind of great on its own as 
a virtual tour and this is our first stab at a virtual tour. So should be uh, hopefully good. And the other thing is that we didn't want to uh, create a virtual tour from one of our existing tours. Cause once we start up again, we felt that we want people on our buses and walking tours. What are among the iconic friends locations? Oh, lots of fun. Oh my gosh. Well, there's, and there's a great story with each one, but there's uh, for example, the American museum of natural history. That's where Ross Geller worked as a paleontologist and uh, several episodes use that location. Uh, you have the Iridium, the original Iridium jazz club. Uh, that's where Monica was working. Uh, the restaurant where Monica was working. Like I mentioned, the ugly naked guys building, Across from the iconic Friends apartment building, so we'll be covering that. Uh, also, the Lucia Lortel Theater, where Joey performed uh, some theater, and uh, many other locations. Um, also, there's Phoebe's apartment, uh, which was a, sort of a fictitious address, but there is a real building there. Phoebe's apartment is around the corner from the Friends building, which was pretty appropriate. And uh, other locations like uh, Becco, which is a restaurant in Mid Midtown West, and that's another place where, where Monica worked. Friends is also celebrating an anniversary too, right? Which makes this very exciting. Oh, absolutely. So, and that's another reason we decided to do a virtual tour for Friends because we timed it with the 25 year anniversary of the show. And it's great. They're actually going to be filming a reunion uh, with HBO in August. So we're really, really excited for that. Who's your favorite Friends character? I have to say uh, Phoebe. I'd love to be like Monica because she's so clean and everything and organized. But Phoebe is so funny. And uh, who doesn't love singing Smelly Cat? Exactly. I was thinking the same exact thing. So we're on the <laughs> same page there with Phoebe. No question about that. Let's get back to the comedy brief for a moment. You have some pretty creative and funny episodes up on there, including one that involves a COVID-19 socially distanced version of the Macarena. Yes. <laughs> Appropriately called the Mascarena. So much fun. So much fun. There's also one featuring a former America's Got Talent finalist, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So um, it's uh, Stephen Scott is a very funny comedian and he came up with a parody of the song i will survive you also are on there you also are featured on there you do the quarantine news yes you're not supposed to know that but yes <laughs> i can't do the news as good as you do though uh, it's very funny i may be putting you on the spot but do you remember any of that script which one of the headlines do you have one Yes. Well, I might get in trouble by saying this, but I remember the, the last line of it, which is Trump is urging churches and synagogues to reopen. And that way we can pray for a new president. Yeah, it's very Saturday Night Live-esque, I would have to say. Uh oh, yes. So. so as far as the company, let's just do a little bit of background here. What's the history behind your company? Well, we just turned 21 years old. We had our big uh, on-location tours has our big 20 year anniversary last year, which was really exciting. And I actually started the company in 1999 with the NYC TV and movie tour, which is still alive and strong when we are running. And that's a tour where we're constantly updating it, which is why uh, live filmings are really important to us um, to keep the material going in the tours. We don't actually visit live film sets, but to, to keep the content. And that tour actually has 60 different TV shows and movies covered. Uh, kind of 
everything from Ghostbusters to a couple friends locations, a little bit of Seinfeld, a little bit of Spider-Man. So lots, lots of things there. And we get a lot of families on the tour and couples. Uh, we also have the uh, famous Sex in the City tour. And that's approximately 40 locations uh, from Sex and City, anywhere from the boutiques to the bars. And then we have the Sopranos tour that's uh, also about 40 locations, all in New Jersey. So we uh, leave from Manhattan, go through the Lincoln Tunnel right into Soprano Land. Uh, we have uh, the Super Tour, which is the superhero tour. Anything from the Fantastic Four to Superman and all of the comics and superheroes in between. Um, we actually mainly run bus tours, but we have the Central Park movie tour, which is our walking tour. And that's um, a number of different TV shows and movies in Central Park. And as you probably know, Central Park is New York's largest backdrop. So they're constantly doing filming there. Uh, we have the Holiday Lights and Movie Sites tour, which is only uh, open during the holiday time. So for, for about six weeks a year. And uh, we actually just launched a tour in December, which is um, probably my favorite tour. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, but, sure. Yeah. Yes. Such a fun, such a fun show. So we actually uh, run uh, Mrs. Maisel's Marvelous Tour of, of New York City, and it has tour guides who are dressed just like Midge herself. And we go to all the iconic locations. And in fact, another thing we're, we've been working on during the pandemic, um, because a lot of groups don't feel comfortable doing public outings. So one thing we're working on is uh, bringing a 1957 Studebaker that was on the set uh, to start doing tours. So we're working that out, all out now. So that should be live in just a few weeks. How fun. Very exciting. So, yeah, so basically we have uh, 10 TV and movie tours in um, New York City, and we have uh, also operate two tours in Boston. Um, I forgot to mention the TCM Classic Film Tour and the uh, Gossip Girl Tour that we also run. What's been your most popular tour to date? Oh, my gosh. Well, definitely for several years, uh, the Sex and the City Tour. Um, things have kind of evened out now, but the Sex and the City tour for a number of years was our most popular tour. And every bus that went out had about 50 women and two angry men on it. So that, that was a lot of fun. People consume movies and TV shows in a very different way than they used to because of Netflix and Amazon Hulu. Is that providing more opportunities for a company like yours, would you say? Oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, Netflix, as you probably know, uh, purchased the rights to Friends for a couple of years, and we have an entirely new generation of Friends fans, and that's one of the reasons also that we decided to launch this virtual tour. What inspired you to create this company in the first place? Oh, this is this is a great story, and in fact, there's another George involved in this, uh, George <laughs> Jefferson. Um, I actually moved to New York to work in publishing in 1998, and I was walking up uh, 86th Street one day in my new neighborhood of the Upper East Side, and I saw the Jeffersons building, and that was from my childhood, and I loved that show. And that building inspired me to run home and see that there were so many other TV show and movie locations in New York City. So I uh, slowly but surely started on location tours and it took a lot of research and work, but uh, it was all worth it. How would you say the industry has evolved since you started the company? 
Yeah, it's interesting, actually. Well, first of all, New York itself has the most filming locations in the world. So that definitely helps us. And in fact, um, our little niche industry of TV and film tourism um, has grown from three companies. When I started, we were actually the third company in the world. And now there are well over 100 companies globally that operate TV and movie tours. And also tourism in New York has really, really evolved. I mean, there's so many great offbeat experiences that weren't there when I started. And when I started, there were about 40, I would say, uh, tour and attraction offerings in New York City. And now they're over 400. Wow. Wow. What else are you thinking about when it comes to the future of your business and the future of tours in New York City amidst this pandemic? That's well, one thing I have to say is that I, I'm loving uh, the the uh, traffic in New York, I should say the lack of traffic <laughs> in New York City, that's been helping for once we relaunch tours. But um, I myself in the next five years, once things are running again, I would love to be in about three more cities. Uh, before uh, the pandemic, we were actually about to launch a This Is Us tour in LA. So that I think will be great. And then we'd like to launch um, Chicago, um, movie tour in Chicago, and we'd like to launch uh, Toronto. Has your company been able to take advantage of any rescue packages offered by the government to help stay afloat? Yes, we actually, um, we literally just received a PPP, which was great because we didn't apply it first for a number of reasons. Um, and then we finally found a bank that didn't take so long to read through all the materials and everything because we had applied to a couple of other banks and it wasn't working. And so we finally were able to get a PPP. What else do you think can be done to help companies like yours obviously you know what you do really helps to bring people in to a city is there any other types of support that you would like to see happen i would love to see places like nyc and company do co-op advertising even if we're paying a little bit on our end i think it's really helpful to get the message out there as a whole i do know that uh, a lot of places are focused on the flight first then the hotel then the attraction but the fact of the matter is people come to new york because of the attractions and tours so I really would love to just get the message out there of uh, New York is open again. It's clean, it's safe, and uh, positive a positive outlook about New York. Talk to me more about your tour guides and maybe how folks can help to support them during this difficult time. I mean, obviously, one way is to go to the Comedy Brief and check that out, right? Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, the tour guides are all local actors. They're wonderful. Um, we have had a couple leave New York, and I'm hoping that they will return uh, wherever they are in the country. Um, and for them also, I mean, they've really been hurt because they are not going to auditions. They were going um, to fun part-time jobs. They were working on film sets. They were working in theater. So for them, really, they've been hurt because everything's been shut down and they're such creative individuals. So I am hoping that everything will start opening again. What would you say you learned most through this process? You referenced the fact that you came through 9-11. What did you glean from that that you see yourself putting into action now? Well, after 9-11, uh, that was really the beginning of my company. So I was kind of finding my way anyways. But I remember thinking to myself, you know, if God forbid anything happens again like this in New York, things will return. And for us, even the recession wasn't bad at all. I mean, we had people coming from the UK with empty suitcases. You know, the dollar was actually uh, not very strong back then. So that actually helped us in a way. But as far as a 
learning for me. Uh, I think this is a time to relaunch my company. So I've been looking through every single tour, um, every single aspect of the company, and I really want to restart as a, a very organized, straightforward company. And I do think that this is a chance for me. So providing an opportunity at this time to yes. sort of take stock, revisit. Absolutely. Yes. And like I was saying, I never would have done a virtual tour in the past. I always thought that travel was only in person. But now that I'm seeing all these great virtual tours out there, um, I'm so happy that we're starting the, the virtual friends tour. How different was that process for you to put together that virtual tour compared to an in-person tour? Oh my gosh. Uh, it's a completely different uh, journey to put together the tour. Uh, it required two different editors. Um, I should actually, let me start that over and say that uh, the journey of creating the virtual tour included my tour guide, Roseanne, who's wonderful. And like I was saying, she's been with us for almost 20 years. She's very outgoing, very engaging. And she had to learn the script and we decided to film a lot of it in the actual route that the bus would take to make things a little bit easier. But we had to think about things like, uh, let's make sure we're removing all of the masks in the editing phase because you know we're not sure where we're gonna be in a year or two and we are hoping that we will be out of masks at that point. So that was one thing to consider. Um, another thing was just the mini production crew I had of a few people helping Roseanne and uh, you know normally we're guiding large crowds we didn't have to worry about that we didn't have to worry about the bus so that was a good thing um, but we decided to do it all pre-taped and not as a live one because it it was a much more engaging way to do things and we also like a lot of virtual tours now like there's some in Barcelona Spain for example where they have all kinds of times that they have to deal with globally and we didn't want to deal with the, you know, the different time zones and having tour guides have to be around every hour of the day. Do you anticipate that you'll be rolling out more virtual tours going forward? Yes, I would love to. Um, we're working on a game um, called Questo to implement for our East Village tour. We have a walking tour in the East Village. And we thought that would be great for a sort of choose your own adventure game type of experience. And as far as just a straight virtual tour... Um, if this works, we will possibly uh, toy with the idea of a virtual tour on our existing tours, but we have to price it right so that, you know, we're still getting that customer on a tour in New York. And there are, of course, of course so much material in New York location-wise that we could do things with, for example, Law & Order. We've never done a Law & Order tour, and that's one where there are hundreds of locations. What are among the top questions that you get for people who join your tours? I know they're all different, obviously, but what are some of the fun things that you've heard people say? <laughs> One of my favorite questions is about, you know, what people pay for rent because they see these characters, for example, friends, in fact, I mean, there they are affording this wonderful apartment in Greenwich Village. How are they affording that? How much is the tour guide paying for their monthly rent? You know, how much could somebody really afford? How could uh, Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City really afford uh, that kind of rent and shoes and everything else, getting an annual salary of, of approximately $60,000 a year at the time? <laughs> so that's been fun. You know, that mixing of, of fiction and reality, uh, probably among my favorite questions. Are the folks who hop on your in-person tours mostly out-of-towners? They are. Um, I think it's a lot of people who are on that that deadline, you know, the people, domestic 
tourists are in New York for an average of 3.1 days. So we're able to get them during their tight schedule for a few hours. International tourists are around for approximately six days. So it's easier to get them. And of course, these movies and TV shows are really internationally distributed, which really helps us. So we're, um, we get usually about 10% from the tri-state area and then about uh, 40% um, international and 50% uh, domestic. So it's kind of an interesting mix. And we do have a higher level of locals than other tour companies because of the TV show and movie aspect. Yeah, it's interesting the impact that TV shows and movies have on people's desire to want to come to New York, because of course, that's really many people's first introduction to the Big Apple is because they saw it on TV or in a movie. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And that's what kind of makes it funny too. They are expecting that same view, whether it was like a movie that showed a very low part of New York or a very expensive part of New York. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite scene featuring Central Park or another New York City location in a movie or TV show? I would say probably um, my favorite tour was always our TCM classic film tour because it was showing the classic New York you know, and I love the Woody Allen scene by the 59th Street Bridge. It's just a beautiful view. And the fact that uh, they were filming right there for his movie, um, you know, with Diane Keaton, um, it, that's a great scene. I have to also say that I love the location for the apartment from the um, from the TCM tour, but I've sort of, um, I know I'm not supposed to be saying more than one location here, but yeah, I didn't say the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I absolutely love that show. I have been so passionate about that show. And um, I would probably say the um, in Greenwich village, the area of the, the gaslight is probably my favorite location. Just so much uh, woven in it's woven into the show in such a great way. You mentioned that Central Park is the most used backdrop, right? Yes. What would you say is a close second? I mean, I can think of the Empire State Building, of course, that's been utilized in many movies. Um, interesting enough, the Plaza Hotel ah, has been the Plaza used. Plaza Hotel. Yeah, right next to the uh, Central Park. So over and over and over and over, yes, in uh, hundreds of films. But they always only usually mention the the more iconic ones like Home Alone 2, uh, Almost Famous, North by Northwest. And on and on. Yeah, the first thing that came to mind for me was Home Alone. I remember yes. Holly McCulkin running through <laughs> the yeah. Plaza Hotel. And, you know, an interesting fact is they actually used a real telephone number for the plaza in that movie. So it was not a 555 number. That's funny. I did not notice that. I have to go back and watch that again and look for yeah. that. Yes, absolutely. You have another tour. I'm not sure if you mentioned this one. When Harry Met Seinfeld? See, I'm going to be fired here. I forgot <laughs> to mention that. Because I'm thinking of Katz's uh, yeah. Deli right there too, of course, when Harry met Sally. Exactly. Yep. So the um, our East Village tour includes um, Katz's Deli, um, which has been a lot of fun. I, Of course, that's a great scene. And um, sadly, I'm sad about Carl Reiner, but that's... Yeah. Oh, in any case, the uh, When Harry Met Seinfeld tour is great because we noticed the Upper West Side has and the Upper East Side, but especially the Upper West Side has so many iconic locations and such a great neighborhood. So that tour we started because of people's love for Nora Ephron and Seinfeld. And it's truly a meeting of those two genres. Uh, we have uh, the Seinfeld restaurant, you know, Tom, Tom Steiner on that tour. 
We have um, the place where they picked up the Christmas trees in When Harry Met Sally. Uh, we have the um, sh little shop around the corner from You've Got Mail. And uh, on that tour, probably also about 30 to 40 different movies and TV shows that we cover. So not just When Harry Met Sally and Seinfeld. Let's get back to that building where the Jeffersons lived. I would imagine that has to be featured in at least one of your tours, right? Unfortunately not, no. And no, really? It inspired it all, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, we did 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. We used to have it on our tour. And sadly, a lot of people don't remember the Jeffersons or they haven't watched that great show in a long time. And um, so we, we would love to, at some point, start a classic TV tour. Um, we're hoping that there's enough of an audience. I am a huge, huge, huge Norman Lear fan. And I, in fact, just finally for the first time met him. So I would love to start a classic TV tour by maybe being the only one on that bus. Yeah, that's an interesting thought because while some shows live on like Friends, some do fall by the wayside unless you're watching like classic TV and you're catching the Jeffersons or All in the Family. You can go to Queens, obviously, and see where they lived. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, there's sometimes a second generation. We kind of had that with Gossip Girl because Gossip Girl also went into Netflix and it was... Uh, went from three countries to uh, the entire world distribution-wise. Georgette, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. Georgette Blau is the founder of On Location Tours. More info at onlocationtours.com. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Bolarki. Our producer is Maddie Bristow. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. Thanks so much for listening.